Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan, and it gives me no pleasure to tell you this morning that Starfield, one of, if not the most anticipated game remaining in 2022, is no longer remaining in 2022. Today, Bethesda put out a tweet that says the following, we have made the decision to delay the launches of Redfall, which is an Arcane Studios game that appears to be some kind of arena looter shooter with vampires, and Starfield to the first half of 2023. The teams at Arcane Austin for Redfall and Bethesda Game Studios for Starfield have incredible ambitions for their games, and we want to ensure that you receive the best, most polished versions of them. We want to thank everyone for their excitement for Redfall and Starfield. That energy is a huge part of what inspires all of us every day, and drives our own excitement for what we are creating. We can't wait to share our first deep dive into the gameplay for both Redfall and Starfield soon. Thank you for your support. Now, this isn't just a video about this particular bit of news, although I did want to make sure that those of you that follow me here in virtual legality got to see this. This is a big deal. It's almost impossible to overestimate how big of a deal it is if you've looked at polls for what people are most excited about in video gaming, if you've looked at how Xbox has marketed both its Bethesda acquisition for billions and billions and billions of dollars and its overall thrust towards gaming and telling folks what to get excited about, Starfield has been at the top of basically all of those lists. I was just on a show this past weekend, the BitCast, please do check it out, 11 a.m. on Sundays, that was asking the question, what are you most excited to see at the summer blowouts? The the videos, the directs, everything else that's going to talk to you about games coming out. And number one with a bullet was very, very easily Starfield. Now, why was it so high on the list? It's not just because it's the follow-up from Bethesda to Skyrim, which is one of the most popular RPGs ever made. It's also because they never deigned to show basically anything at all. For the longest time now on Starfield, it's been one image of a space station in space, a name of a game, and then videos of concept art or videos of Bethesda sitting around a table and talking about what Starfield might be. And as someone that's very invested in looking at corporate marketing and messaging of companies and otherwise out there in the world, I looked at this and said, this isn't the way that you try to sell me that a game is coming out very soon. In fact, on the day of the announcement, I said, well, I don't think that that's going to release when they say it's going to release. June 13th, 2021, almost a year ago today, wow, that Starfield teaser was very, very small. It didn't feature gameplay. It was just video. They said it's in engine, which is fine. But I said, wonder if they would have revealed anything at all if all the hype hadn't been so strong. I wouldn't reserve November 11th, 2022 off just yet, right? And a lot of people agreed, sure. And a lot of people said, yep, that might be the case. But a lot of people said, no, this is the way Bethesda just works. Plenty of time for Game Awards and E3 next year to delve deep. This year is about Halo, but I never assume the validity of a specific date, I said, well over a year from the announcement. And you get all of these kinds of reactions to this kind of stuff. I'm not trying to rain on people's parades. I know lawyers get that as a bum rap uh, from time to time. I'm just trying to be realistic with these things. So when games started coming off the board, right, we saw in March of 2022 here that Breath of the Wild 2 or the sequel to Breath of the Wild, whatever uh, the folks at Nintendo might deign to call it, got pushed as well into spring of 2023. I put out a tweet that said, we're one Starfield delay. 
from really raining on somebody's day because it really felt to me like Bethesda wasn't even close, that they weren't showing us even a teaser trailer with something looking like gameplay that we could actually grapple with. Now, I do think that Bethesda and Starfield and Redfall are going to show at Xbox's E3 pseudo show coming up next month in June, that they're going to have some kind of blowout of gameplay because, frankly, this is a very disappointing day for folks that are looking forward to products from those studios. And I think they did it today because they want that month for people to kind of metabolize, that the game's no longer coming out this year, and to move forward. But I think another part of this story is really that folks didn't necessarily want to believe that there were problems here, that the messaging here was at issue, right? They put out these concept arts. I said, hey, made for wandering marketing campaigns. And then people get mad, right? Here's a a tweet from uh, 2A Surprime. I'm getting so much hate for making note of there being no gameplay footage of it still because this is, quote unquote, apparently how Bethesda works. And I respond, hey, that's how they work. Fair enough. I've amended my complaint to include how they work is stupid. Fair. And this isn't me trying to slam down on Starfield. I'm very much looking forward to this game. But we as gamers, people operating in this industry, folks that get excited for products can do a better job of saying, hey, you know what? That product isn't actually showing us anything. That's just a name. Get excited, they say. But we don't have to get excited for things that aren't being shown to us. Now, I will point out, as I did before, Nintendo is falling back. Arcane, which is under the Bethesda umbrella, is falling back. Bethesda itself, falling back. Obviously, the pandemic did a number on a lot of these processes. And I have no problem with that. Nintendo could have easily been the subject matter of a video like this one when they made an announcement like this. And they deserve all of the same kind of pushback. Hey, you didn't show anything. People shouldn't be getting excited. The difference between Nintendo and Bethesda is Nintendo doesn't really go out with all of the navel-gazing, chin-stroking. What is Starfield about? Well, it's about our place in the stars. It's about what humanity can mean, what we can mean to each other. The true philosophical questions for just like seven or eight minutes. Here's a picture of a robot. Thanks. Thanks, Bethesda. Nintendo doesn't go out and do that, so they don't get the same amount of consternation from me because there's so many people carrying water for this kind of thing that I feel like there needs to be some pushback in this industry. Here's Jeff Grubb from September of last year where we noted, hey, we didn't get any coverage of these games from Bethesda, from Arcane. Jeff Grubb says it was not the end of the world when Xbox showed Redfall and Starfield without gameplay. Those were equivalent to what Insomniac did by showing just videos of Spider-Man and Wolverine, to which I responded, they are not. No one has any idea what Starfield or Redfall will actually look like in action. They have not been seen. Not one wit, not one scintilla. We have a pretty good idea of what a PS5 Marvel game from Insomniac will look like, especially Spider-Man 2. And that's really the point of this video. I feel for everybody that is disappointed by this. I personally am disappointed for this. I was excited in November to sit back and play an RPG from Bethesda Game Studios because we seemingly haven't gotten one outside of Fallout 76 in forever and a day. And I was ready to have that experience with them, and I will no longer have that. From the Microsoft side of things, this is a tire fire. I don't know that there is anything on the schedule right now that shows Microsoft releasing a game that I'm interested in this year. One can anticipate that Forza is going to be released this year, whatever that looks like that will get announced probably next month. But outside of that, I'm holding out hope that they have some more things to show. 
I like the Xbox as a piece of hardware. I grow increasingly concerned about what exactly they would have me play on that piece of hardware. And make no mistake, the same basically goes for Sony and PlayStation. There are big, long delays right now for all sorts of releases. And if Sony decides to push back their God of War game into, well, let's just say it, the spring of 2023, we're looking at potentially a big, giant void in the second half of this year where all of the hardware manufacturers, all of the major publishers have effectively said, well, second half of 2022 is just out. We'll celebrate Christmas or whatever holiday you celebrate in the spring of 2023. And hey, maybe that's just a part of being in the video game industry right now, but I still think it is something worth paying attention to because at the end of the day, only we can control our expectations and we shouldn't just fall for hype campaigns that are filled with concept art, high-minded ideals, and yes, Todd Howard. This has been a fairly short virtual legality for today. If you enjoy these conversations about the business and law of video games, technology, software, pop culture, and more, please consider supporting the channel at Utreon or Patreon or just subscribing, telling your friends, ringing bells, getting notifications. We're at almost 83,000 subscribers now, so obviously a very big growth period for the channel. I thank you all so much for telling your friends about this because I think we're going to have many, many more great conversations in this space to come. If you watch this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.